Welcome to The Honest Pour with John Lennart, where we go beyond the bottle to connect you with the people and places that make each wine so unique. Patricia Ortiz is the president and owner of Tapiz, Zolo, and Wapisa Wineries in Argentina. Originally a medical doctor and social psychologist, Ortiz and her husband used to travel the world exploring their passion for fine wine. When they landed in Mendoza, Ortiz tells me we just fell in love with Argentina. This love drove the couple to search for the finest growing regions in Argentina, buying nine vineyards. At the same time, Ortiz was dedicated to an investment in technology in order to protect the quality fruit they grew. Armed with a commitment to sustainable farming and quality winemaking, today, Ortiz is producing some of Argentina's most intriguing wines. This episode of The Honest Pour is sponsored in part by Fooditor.com, bringing you the stories of Chicago's chefs, restaurants, and people who make food all over town. Fooditor.com. Hi, welcome to The Honest Pour. I'm John Leonard. We're recording this episode at Folklore, Argentinian Steakhouse at 2100 West Division in Chicago. Joining me on the show today is Patricia Ortiz, president and owner of Tapiz, Zolo, and Wapisa Wineries in Argentina. Welcome. Welcome. Thank you. Now, before you got in the wine business, you were in a whole different world. What did you do? Well, I was a medical doctor before and a social psychologist. So uh, I had to change in my career and in my life. Well, what, what made you change? Well, I always say before my, my clients were happy, were people <laughs> having problems and I was a happy one. Now I changed. I got happy clients, <laughs> all wine drinkers, and I'm the one that I'm uh, trying to make that happen. Did you grow up around the wine world? No. What, 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 what interested just, you in wine? Well, uh, with my husband, we always uh, loved the wine. We were traveling around the world. We were knowing all the wine regions. And uh, the last, of course, was to known was Argentina. So when we went there for the first time to Mendoza, we fall in love. And right away, we bought our first uh, vineyard in Tupungato. We built a house, and uh, it was like our summer house for two years. And uh, until we decided, okay, it was not fun enough to have vineyards because we never knew the result of our work. Because so we you were sold selling, those grapes yes, we were selling the grapes to a big company, so of course we didn't know how they came out. So uh, we decided to, to go a step forward and uh, starting our company. And what was the first label you had? Well, uh, at that time we were looking, my idea was having something small just for friends, you know, and family, building a, a small winery, just for fun. My husband was with the idea that small things will never result in good quality, you need to have better <laughs> better things. And uh, so at that time, Kenda Jackson was selling the operation that they had in Argentina. So we bought that operation. Oh, okay. they, they had a state-of-the-art winery, very new, recent built with a lot of technology, so we saw that and we said, okay, this is a right to start with. So uh, that uh, winery was under the name of Tapiz. That was Tapiz. Today, today that winery is the solo winery. It's located in Grande Cujo. And, uh, when, when, when was this? 2003. 2003, okay. Yes. And uh, from that we say, okay, what we need, we wanted to make, of course, like everybody says, to make a great wine. But everybody says, sure, <laughs> of course, sure. that's the idea. But for us, making great wine was uh, starting with the, with the source, with the grapes. We believe that everything starts in the vineyard, and the vineyard taker really has a big role in the, in the wine. 
So uh, our first 10 years, we decided, okay, let's buy the best places in Argentina for wine growing. So uh, that was our first strategic plan, plus adding new technology to the wine. It was uh, good, but to get more quality, we needed more technology. So um, we have today nine vineyards. We have from Cafayate to Patagonia. We have one in Cafayate, seven in Mendoza, and one in Patagonia. We are the first winery in Patagonia. being in coastal Patagonia. We are the only winery being there on the coast. How far south is that? Uh, it's a thousand kilometers south from Buenos Aires. It's in Rio Negro, and we are on the coast. It's is it desert. very cold there? It's cold, it's a desert, and we have the ocean influence. So it's totally different from the other wines of Patagonia. And that's Wapisa, right? And that's where Wapisa comes Okay, from. we'll talk about that in yes, a little bit. Yes, in a little bit. So, so, yeah, so then in the seven vineyards that we have in Mendoza, as three of them are in Luján de Cuyo area and four in the Uco Valley, we have two brands. One is solo in Luján de Cuyo area with those three vineyards. So everything is state grown there. And then we have the fourth in uh, Uco Valley going to Tapiz Winery, which is uh, in San Pablo Estate, which is a big estate, very high. It's one of the highest in Mendoza. It's 1,400 meter high. Oh, very high. It's very high, yes. And uh, But it's a great place. Now it's becoming uh, IG, San Pablo. Uh, Salentine is next to us, so we are both having the same IG. And, and Zucardi has a linear there, so they also have a wine with that IG. But it's a very, very special place. You will taste the wines coming from there. It's, uh, very unique. And, and what varieties are you focusing on? Well, of course, Malbec is. Yeah, well, being Argentina, from Argentina, right? Argentina, you have to be, you have to have Malbec. We have Torontes again. Yes. Being in Argentina, it's our signature grape. And then uh, we have, as we have so many vineyards. We have uh, in the white side we have Pionier, uh, Chardonnay, Sauvignon Blanc, uh, and in the reds we have great Cabernet, Merlot. Uh, Bonarda, Cabernet Franc, Petit Verdot, Syrah. So it sounds primarily, though, uh, Bordeaux varieties. There are Bordeaux varieties. Argentina is very much Bordeaux varieties. These are the varieties you may see in Argentina. There are some little amounts, maybe, of Tempranillo, but uh, mainly we have Bordeaux varieties. Is the weather like Bordeaux? Not in Mendoza. Not Mendoza. Not Mendoza. Mendoza is also a desert. We have like 200 so millimeters dry. rain, so it's very dry. All the irrigation that we get is from the melting snow from the mountains. So um, we can control the irrigation, which is great because we can water the grapes when they need the vineyards and we cut, cut it off when we don't need it. So for us, it's, and it's also very healthy, the vineyards. We don't have diseases because we always get the breeze coming from the mountains in the morning down, then it's warm up, in the afternoon go back up, and so they're very healthy vineyards. All great wine growing regions yes. have a wind. Yes, so, so and uh, it's not raining, so we don't have, you know, to deal with that type of disease. Mm -hmm. So we have two of our properties have been certified as organic, so we also have a line. Two of the seven? Oh, two of the seven, yes, are organic vineyards certified by an international company, so we are selling uh, organic wines in Canada, in Sweden, and in 
in Switzerland, in the U.S. Do you, do you own all of your vineyard sites, or do you yes. buy? You own all yes, your vineyard we, sites. We, yes, that was the idea for our first ten years to own all the vineyards. We have room to grow more. I mean, not all of them are planted, so we have space to plant more. And we are growing with the as the winery is growing. We are growing in the planting and in the vineyards. So. Very good. Tell me about your winemaking. Uh, do you do natural winemaking? Uh, well, uh, we are, yes, we are, I mean, we don't work with indigenous yeast, no, we, no, we don't. Uh, now we are, we have a, we have young, young winemakers that they do a lot of in, uh, research and development in the winery. We have some projects going there, and one of the projects is just uh, getting indigenous yeast from one of the organic uh, vineyards so that we can produce the organic wine with an organic yeast too from indigenous yeast, but otherwise we use uh, commercial. Sure. Yes, depending on what we want to go and, and, and get from the wine is that, that the one that we choose. And of course, I mean, we it, everything is natural. My winemaker always say that he's he's not working, he's watching the process. I say, well, I'm not paying you. <laughs> he's always watching and saying, this is a natural process that I don't have to I have to touch as less as possible. I mean, I let the things go, so in that way it's, it's, it's very natural and nothing is done by calendar or saying, okay, we are looking for the sensorial plus the lab things, for example, for the harvest. It's not that we say, okay, now we got the ripeness, we got the sugar, we got the polyphenols, go and get, no, no. The sensorial part also plays a big role. We taste the grapes, we taste the seeds, and then the decision is taken to, to harvest. Great. So you have three You have three labels. Yes. Tapiz, Solo, and Wapisa. Tell me about each one. Okay. Uh, the first difference is the region where they come from and the winery where they are elaborated. So it's all of them. It's not that they are competing. It's not that this one is the best here and it's the second label at all. So you're just, it's at strictly all. by it's strictly, geography. Exactly. It's by geography. What we want in the winery is to express the, the regions, the terroirs, each region, what, what are the difference? We have in Mendoza very a large difference in altitude. You know, Mendoza has, uh, everything is high in Mendoza. We start high. Mendoza is around 900 meters high, so it's already high. It's not that we start from zero like many of the vineyards, the, 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 the places in the world. So, but there are difference between Luján de Cuyo and um, and the Uco Valley in, because of the highness, because of the type of soil you may get in one and the other one, and uh, the profile of the wines will be totally different. And uh, you get in the Uco Valley, you get much more flowers and uh, and uh, black fruit and uh, maybe fl um, some minerality. And when you go to Luján de Cuyo, you get more red fruits. And berries and, and things like that. So they are different. More okay. fruit forward, maybe the solo line, more uh, minerality, minerality uh, and, and flowers in the tapis line. That because of the different areas. And what about Wapisa? And Wapisa is totally different. In Wapisa, we find uh, saltiness, minerality. We have. Uh, it's interesting because we produce uh, Sauvignon Blanc in the three lines. Uh, so the same winemaker produced from the three different regions, and you can see really the difference when you go the two ones from Mendoza with the one in Patagonia. Uh, the ocean influence makes that more likely to a Chilean or to New Zealand. You get that profile, uh, not being so herbal like in, uh, like mm. the New Zealand's. They are not so herbal, so sharp, 
that a sharp acidity. We don't have them in, in, in there, but you get like the saltiness. You get this. It's a, it's a very interesting wine. Really, we are very happy. What? Why on earth did you consider Patagonia? Well, as we, we like to, to try new things, you know, we, after we finished the first 10 years, our strategic planning was, uh, we sit back in the winery, we have very nice uh, stuff and we, we get together once a month and then we get once a year really serious together in order to think about uh, that, what's next. So after we finish the 10, 10 years, we say, okay, now what's next? <laughs> but we, we plan for the next five years. So. Uh, in that meeting, it came out okay that we say we need more elegance in our wines. We need so um, we were lucky that uh, Jean Claude Berruet from Chateau Petrus, he was also in his mind, Argentina was there too. And that uh, when we asked to come to work with us, of course, at the beginning he was not answering, <laughs> but. Uh, after, I mean, after sometimes my winemaker, he's very tough. He was continuing knocking and knocking. So finally they asked for the wines. They tasted the wines. And uh, then he, they set up a, a, a visit to, to our property. So I was on vacation with Charmaine. I had to go back to Mendoza because they called me and said, he's coming. So I said, well, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> let's go. So he was there and he was, we had, uh, you know, making all the holes in the vineyards. He wanted to taste each wine. We have total traceability in the wine. So he went to the tank, and that tank belonged to that lot in the vineyard. So he went there in a hole looking at the, the terroir. And something was not for him. He was not understanding something. And my vineyard digger was telling, what you are not understanding is the altitude. That's something that is playing here that you don't have in your measures. So. Um, after three days, he said, okay, I'm convinced, I want to be here. So uh, we signed a contract. I asked him for exclusivity in Argentina. He says, I'm not interested in working with anybody else. Fabulous. So, yes. But, and I told him, look, but what we need is to learn to get all the finesse and the elegance in the, in the wines. So um, we need to start from the vineyards because that's how our project is. He told me, I agree on that. And my son is the one that takes care of the vineyards there. So he's coming and taking, consulting you with the vineyards, and I'm consulting you in the wines. But he told me, I want to make my wine here too. I want to see what I can do. So that's this wine that we're going to have at the end. Okay. It's La Notas, it's a Merlot, we call it like the Petrus oh, of the Andes. Oh, Jean-Claude, of course he made Merlot, right? <laughs> it's a Merlot, it's 92% Merlot, it has some Petit Merlot and Cabernet Franc. But, uh, and that's from grapes on your property as yes, well? Yes, yes, these are grapes from San Pablo Vineyard. Okay. We are there, so that, uh, and but he's consulting the whole wineries. And Patagonia has a lot of similarities to Bordeaux. The place where we are, not inside. I mean, in Bordeaux they get more uh, rain than with the one that we get there. But the type of soil, the clay that we have there, and uh, the proximity to the ocean, and uh, so it it had many many interesting things to to look for. Uh, we have planted Merlot there. It's not our intention to make more Merlot because Merlot is a tough <laughs> thing to sell. Yeah. But everybody and uh, his tell us, I think this is the place for Merlot. So maybe in the future. <laughs> Maybe in the future people will recognize, maybe my grandkids. But well, well, no, but my got a lot of similar characteristics, yeah, though, that kind know, of cherry they are, fruit. And they, they have this, they are from the same family, Merlot and Malbec. Uh, they have the, the same father, I think, of the same mother 
it's, it's, they are very close relatives, the two grapes. So um, that uh, maybe, in, as I told you, in a big future we have. Some. How did your wines change after Jean Claude came and started consulting? Well, we see we see a lot of elements. They are changing. It's not that I mean that you will see a dramatic change from one year to other one. I mean from the the, the year after. Because he's making slightly changes in everything. The way we prune, the way we irrigate. So the changes he's making, will you won't see until some time yes, passes? Yes, we, 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 we have seen them. We, they already seen But it's not that from one year you say, okay, I cannot recognize this wine as a tapis wine. Tapis wine with difference. No. You recognize the wines, but they're more elegant. The use of the oak is something that he changed a lot. He, all like. French oak, I'm sure. Yes, no, and for Malbecs we use also 20% of American oak. From American oak, yes. okay. For the Malbec, yes, not for the Cabernets, not for La Notas, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> of course he was not using American oak, but um, he uses, uh, he doesn't like, you know, and, and we agree on that since the day one, that uh, when you talk about wine and you're talking about terroir, it's not that you want to taste oak. Yeah, no. So, because it's, you, you, you blows the terroir away. Exactly, exactly. So none of our wines, this has 18 months of oak, this has 24 months of oak, but you will not feel the oak. It's very well integrated, balanced, and very well, uh, you know, in that my, my winemaker, Fabian, is a master in the way he handles the, 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 the barrels. And the, Great. Yeah. Should we taste some wine? Sure. Where are we going to start here? We start with a very interesting and, and things that you may not have tasted before because I, we are the only wine doing it. <laughs> so it's a sparkling Torontes. It's in the, under the Champenoise. And the Champenoise method. So using the traditional method, 11 so, months on this. Wow. And uh, But with a, the wine is a Torontes. So it's a... It's got that color like Torontes yes. has. It's a little green. Yeah. And, and even has a nose as a Torontes, which is... Yeah, it does. Wow. Yeah. A lot of tropical fruit. Yeah. But the hint of minerality, a little, a little bit of salt, maybe. Mm. Mm. Wow, that's delicious. Great texture. Yeah, it's and a very champagne-like, very, very champagne. fine mousse. Yes, it's an it's an extra dry. I mean, it's extra brut. It's not. Uh, it's not sweet, Mm-mm. but it smells there's like... A, there's a good bit of fruit to it, but it's not sugary. It's, it's not just sugary. sweet from the it's fruitiness. It's sweet from the fruitiness. So that's, it's a great uh, sparkling for people that maybe are not using to traditional sparklings, like French sparklings. This is. Uh, so you've got all this going on. You decided to get in the Method Champenois as well, yeah, huh? Yeah. Not enough work, huh? <laughs> well, we have, like I say, in the winery, it's a playground for the winemakers. And uh, that's where this one started. Many projects in the winery started in that playground. How long on the lease? 11 months. I think you told me that already. Yes. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Wow. Well, it's really pretty. How much of this do you produce? We produce around uh, 500 cases. Oh, just very little. It's very little. Does any of it make it to the U.S.? It's for the U.S. In the U.S. it's available, yes. And then we produce, also in the Champenoise method, uh, Malbec uh, also. It's a, it's oh, really? a dark pink, yes, dark pink uh, sparkling, and then the classic Pinot Chardonnay. So in total, we produce around 2,000 cases of okay. the world sparkling. There's a great, um, with all the tropical fruit up front, 
there's a little bit of savoriness on the back. Yeah. Which is a nice balance to that tropical fruit notes on the front. Okay, what do we have next to taste? The next one is the Wapisa, so we are going to Patagonia. <laughs> now, coastal Patagonia, Patagonia, we are going, this is a new project. This is the first vintage that we have. So this is the first vintage first of Wapisa? First vintage of Wapisa, yes. So that... Uh, is this Sauvignon Blanc? It's Sauvignon Blanc. We have in that same property, as I told you, we have Pinot Noir, Marrec, uh, Cabernet that are on the barrels, we produce them this year, so they are in barrels, no, not finished yet. And you know, Sauvignon Blanc is such a wide range of styles that it can be made, yes. and what, tell me about this one. So this is a, we have low yields in Patagonia, um, we are having, so the concentration is uh, very, it's very good, we make two harvests in the same, uh, mm -hmm. in the same year maybe seven, ten days after the first one where we are looking for more uh, the, the herbal side, we may go to the second harvest, but again we don't get the tropical notes. That right, we it's not get. so tropical Making the now. same thing in Mendoza, right. you get a lot of tropical notes that we don't get in this wine at mm. all. Yeah, definitely more herbal. Much herbal, herbal side, much herbal sure. side, yes. It's holding back a little, it's being a little shy. It's a little bit close. Mm -hmm. yeah. She needs to open up. Oh, a beautiful, bright acidity. Has a very nice citrus. acidity, citrusy, some saltiness, if you feel it, mm -hmm. get some, and has a good weight, the, the wine. It does. Sometimes Sauvignon Blanc can be a little austere. Mm. And it's not, I mean, it's not weighty like Viognier or no, no, no. terribly easy Chardonnay, but, but for... For Sauv Blanc, it's got a nice kind of moderate yeah, way. Yeah, some other way that comes from the batonnage. They do some batonnage with the leaves. And um, so it has a middle mouse weight. Mm. That's very nice. What's next? What's next? Now we go back to Mendoza, going to Black Tears. Black Tears is 100% Malbec. It's a single vineyard from the Uco Valley, from San Pablo State. Uh, it's a wine we, we work as a lot to make. San Pablo State is a big state that we have there, and we produce different Malbecs in the same states. As it's a 900 acres state, so okay. it's really big. Different terroirs in the same. We have we have a river uh, where we finish the property. It's a river that divides San Pablo to Baltasari, which is our neighbor. And uh, next to the river, we have a lot of stones. It's the bed of the river where we produce one type of Malbec. And then more in the middle of the property, we produce this Malbec, which is uh, totally different. So what's the soil like where this is? Uh, it's more uh, clay and sandy. Clay and you sand? Ha yes, you, don't ha you have uh, like 30 centimeters until you get to the rocks. Okay, so not very deep then? No. It's not so deep. No. So the vine has to struggle a little yes, bit. Yes, they have because to struggle. They're, they're yeah. down there. They get the, they, you get rocks always in Mendoza. Yeah. <laughs> and in the mountains, there's no way that you don't get them. But closer to the river, you have the rocks up there. So <clears> one line, the Alta Collection goes next to the rocks. This one has a little bit more. And uh, so really we were deep, deep color. Deep color. That's why the name Black Tears, the, the legs are coming really black. And. Um, the wine spends 24 months in oak barrels. Okay. 80% French, 20% American. It's 
I'm getting a little of that spice from the oak on the yes. nose, which is nice because sometimes, you know, Malbec tends to, like when you get cheap Malbec, it gets like flabby yeah, and uninteresting well. and just sort of one note. It's like, here's fruit. Yeah. And that's all. Yeah, no, no. And yeah, you'll get layers and fl- full flavor. I, I, I'm getting that right away on the nose. Yeah, great earthiness, <laughs> which, again, that kind of uninspired Malbec can get like no earthiness at all, but there's a terrific amount of earthiness here and beautiful balance and yeah, and blackberries and uh, oh yeah, well after, after the fruit yes, the, or the after fruit, the, the earth you get the blackberry you get the and blackberries and very good well, acidity, but, a little bit of yeah. tannin, tannin, a little nice silky tannin. Yeah, and uh, yeah, well balanced, very round as a wine. Great, this would be a great wine with with food. Oh, yeah. With uh, barbecue? Barbecue. There's a little bit of smokiness to it, I think. This (laughs) would be a delicious barbecue wine. Yeah. Uh, How much of of the Black Tears is made? Uh, We made of the Black Tears 8,000 bottles. 8,000. Again, so small production. It's a small production. It's just a lot, and uh, yeah, and we want to keep it like that way. Wow, that's really delicious wine. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a fan of a lot of Malbecs because of that <laughs> flabby one note. Yeah, well. But this wine, I like a lot. <laughs> this is really delicious. Yeah, great. It'd be great with a steak. Yeah, with a steak is a or great there, The acidity and tannins hold up there. And this is the 2015? No, this is the 11. Ele- oh, 11. We are the, the 11, yes. Now we are moving to the 12 soon. Okay, so you, you, wine... you, you, you oh, yes. re- don't release right away. You yes, wait for we, no, no, no. Many of our wines, you will see that we don't do that. Pretty yeah. typical? Yeah. No, I don't know if it's typical, but we typical don't Typical for you? Yes. We don't release wines before they are finished. We, we wait nice. for them because, uh, I mean... Again, I'm proud of my wines. I, I don't want to have them on the street. Sell somebody something that's to wait 20 years say, to open. Yeah, no, or, or that people say, okay, yeah, but it's not finished. Uh, oh, it can be better with time. I say, when you open a bottle... Well, this will get better with time. Of course, I think this wine is definitely ageable for the next 5, 10 years. Oops. Easy. And the next one, you will see. I mean, we always have the, 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 the fight with Jean-Claude. He says, no, wait 10 years to release the wine. I say, I'm not... Oh, okay. you can't I'm wait that long. I'm not in You're business. Not primer, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the way you... And he says, you're with betas. You're going to see how good they are in 10 years. And uh, so we are on that. Okay, so this is Las Notas. This is Las Notas Jean-Claude. Jean-Claude. So this is it's the wine. This is um, 92% Merlot. It's from Tapiz. Again, San Pablo Vineyard. San Pablo. And it's, no, so this is a big vineyard, huh? It's a big vineyard. And in the Uco Valley, we have four vineyards. So this is the main vineyard, and it's where the winery is. Okay. And it's very high in the mountains. Uh, so it's a very special vineyard for the high range. Then we have the other ones, which are great vineyards too, but they may feed more the classic range. So this is the Chateau Patrice of Argentina. There's <laughs> 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 Merlot with Petit yeah, Merlot. A lot of herbal notes on the yes. road, huh? Yep. Oh, yeah, black fruit. Like some tobacco and cocoa, huh? Yeah. Mm. It's got that really gorgeous, luscious mouthfeel that Merlot gives you, but with some aggressive tannin right now. Yeah. This wine, uh, Jean-Claude's right, 10 more years, 10 and this wine will be, be really something yes. special. So this is like yeah. classic wine. How much of this do you make? Uh, of this one, we make around 12,000 bottles. Oh, you make if a we good, make more, you, yes. You make we make more one. from this than from this one. <laughs> wow, that's surprising. Yes. Yeah. That's a big Merlot. It's a big I'm not Merlot. used to that. You know, you're not used to getting Merlot where you feel the tannin on the front of your teeth. Again, this no. wine demands food. Oh, yeah. And this is 
This is a steak wine. You, your wines are absolutely delicious, all of them across the entire spectrum. I'm wondering if, you know, a lot of times, particularly America, the American consumer, when they think about wines from South America, Argentina, Chile, they think uh, kind of high production value brand wines. Do you find that that's a little bit of a struggle to overcome with your with your wines? No, I must say that uh, the acceptance of my wines in the States are really great. It's our first market. Uh, since day one, we have been really doing very, very well, thanks to my importers. They are doing a great job. But uh, I, I see... We've got a good I, product. Yeah, and, <laughs> and, and the quality, you know, price quality, we have really a, a great, it's a great values. Everybody says we have great values and consistency. You know, we have proven year after year, because having the vineyards, that the consistency of our wine is always the same. So it's not that one year you may taste one wine and the next year you say, okay, this was not the same thing. I mean, you may see variation of the year, but you may see a line in the wines year after year that you, you buy a tapis and that's a, a tapis uh, alta, will be a tapis alta, you will recognize it. And uh, so I think that's very important and that helps us to overcome those things that people trust on the wines and the wine. Terrific. Patricia Ortiz of Tapiz Zolo and Wapisa, thank you so much for your time. Again, your wines are delicious, and I look forward to coming down to Argentina to see your vineyard sometime. Hey, we are waiting for you. We love to show people the real thing, not just telling the story. So thank you for having me. For John's tasting notes on the wines from this episode, go to www.thehonestpourpod.com. Make sure you catch every episode by subscribing to The Honest Pour with John Lennart at iTunes, Stitcher, or the Google Play Store. Also, be sure to like us on Facebook at The Honest Pour with John Lennart and follow us on Twitter at The Honest Pour. This has been The Honest Pour with John Lennart. Music by Kevin McLeod. 